It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. historian claims there's never been a secretary of defense resign over policy um so i'm gonna spend some more time looking into that that's interesting stay tuned i have a feeling that's not true but i cannot uh, it doesn't sound true no and as i heard it announced the announcer said i didn't think this would be true but i went back to look at it's true i'll look into it Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so, okay. Joe's using that voice. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, All right. Okay. okay. Claim whatever Says you, want. you. <laughs> I, I, Oh, my God. There's this great story that uh, a German journalist that was heavily uh, uh, recognized, awarded uh, by CNN, he won several international journalism awards, made most of his stuff up. Awesome. He was the king of global fake news, and the fact that CNN gave him many awards is extra delicious. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We have clips of the year coming up uh, in a couple of minutes. One thing I would like, we could spend the entire show on this with clips, and I would just be thrilled by it. Um, but this is from the good folks at Grabian, which is a news service for the news industry. They get us clips and headlines and stuff like that. They're kind of a news gathering organization. And they have their top 18 most mortifying media moments of 2018. Mm-hmm. And it is just delicious. Can't wait to hear it. Well, you want to squeeze in a little here? Sure, I don't care. Or, all right. Number 18. Beto O'Rourke is a rock star who's making people horny. 
And they describe, uh, starting circa July, the media came down with a fever, and the only prescription was more Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> the major media effectively offered Beto an open invite to receive a glowing profile whenever his schedule permitted. He was covered, featured on the cover of virtually every publication covering politics, effusive praise in the broadcast media, and one representative moment, ABC's Paula Ferris, traveling with Beto on the campaign trail, marveled at his adoring fans and gushed aloud, you're a rock star. Things got so heated, in fact, that the Daily Dot reported that an Instagram video of making dinner was making people horny. So there you go. The media meltdown, the love affair with Beto O'Rourke, one of the most mortifying moments of 2018. Well, there's, he's, he's, he's good at what he does, and there's such a hunger for people who don't like Trump for someone to be the person that is going to take him on, and nobody's emerged yet. Right, right. <laughs> and then, go ahead, Sean, did you have a Beto? Yeah, yeah, I saw a great comment. joke about Beto O'Rourke. He said, I, I hope Beto O'Rourke doesn't become president because I don't feel any bass player should have that much power. <laughs> That's a good I one. resent that. And then number <laughs> 17, which could certainly be number one. And this is why we do the Clips of the Year show, to remind you of all the things that happened in the year. Cheering on the mortifying media moment. Cheering on North Korea at the Olympics. The American media going gaga for the sister of North Korea's dictator. That was weird. Um, CNN offered the most excited praise, publishing an article titled, Kim Jong-un's sister is stealing the show at the Winter Olympics. The article began, and I quote, If diplomatic dance were an event at the Winter Olympics, Kim Jong-un's younger sister would be favored to win gold. The Washington Post, likewise smitten with Kim Jong-un's sister, likening her to the Ivanka Trump of North Korea. Then they moved on to the North Korean cheer squad, who, as you may recall, are 100 terrified political prisoners. They appeared at both the joint uh, hockey games and speed skating. Wall Street Journal article triumphed. North Korean cheerleaders, 100 Olympic stars are born. Oh, my Talking about God. The cheer squad, how they oh smile and cheer and all dress the same, everything. That's because if one of them dared stop cheering for a moment, three generations of their family would be tortured and starved to death. That is a wonderful story and a mortifying media moment from 2018. Boy, that's a good one. Oh, and there are more. Uh, so we got clips of the year. Are we up to May already, Sean? Yes. Let's take a fond look back at May on Koi Clips of the Year. Because I'd rather be a male prostitute. I would like to welcome my genitals to this table for the first time. He's just awesome! Justify has won the Kentucky Derby! He's done considerable harm um, to the president. I think his representation has been nothing short of a disaster. In fact, Avenatti was so speechless that night, he only appeared on 20 shows on six different networks. You know what's being served for lunch? Fake offense. No, I was actually considering being a minister, and then I just kind of went a different way. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Invest in a quality mattress. Hooters has free meals for your mom if your wife or mother is okay with going to Hooters on Mother's Day. Today was Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg's birthday. I don't really care. I just wanted to give away some of his personal information. Yes! I climbed the ladder of class rank to the top because I failed to participate in activities that ironically would have decreased my GPA while I watched my peers become involved and accomplished and improve as human beings. 
Laurel. Laurel. But whether you hear Laurel or Yanni, there's one thing I think we can all agree on. Nothing has ever mattered less than this. <laughs> if one support animal isn't doing the trick, the problem isn't the number of animals. <laughs> um, uh, yes, which one was I liking in there? There was a lot of stuff in there that I really, really liked. Uh, I'd love to shot at Zuckerberg, obviously. Poobity scoop. Doobity, poobity, poobity, woobity scoop. That was America's genius rapper, Kanye West. <laughs> Troubled genius. With a creation for his kids, right? His little kids? No, he just put that out as a song. He has babies, though, right? With, He's uh, changing diapers? With uh, Kim Kardashian, yes. Uh, one of those things is true, yes. I okay. believe he... he I, I don't know. I just assume they have an army of au pairs that do all of their child-rearing oh, yeah. responsibilities. Yeah, I don't think Kanye's up in the middle of the night rocking the kid to sleep, thinking, how am I going to get through work on no sleep today? You can't do, <laughs> you can't do that and design the iPlane for the president. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should take a break so we can come back with more clips of the year and some, uh, what does that thing you got, Joe? 17 oh, amazing things or whatever. The 18 most mortifying media moments of 2018. So far, that's really good. Um, we might be in the midst of one today uh, as we get through all the coverage of this Mattis resignation, which is a heck of an interesting story. Well, I'm more usual. interested in, in the, the, the policy of we're now going to get out of these countries with our with our soldiers and whether or not that's a good idea. Exactly. Even if stories aren't being completely misreported, they're missing the important part. They're missing the interesting part. This is an important discussion to have, and and it's all become about momentary political triumphs, either you know in favor of or against Donald J. It's just it's just stupid. We've been it's in insulting Af- to the intelligence. We've been in Afghanistan for seventeen years, and this right. president's decided that's enough. Is that a good idea or not? I think it is. Uh, I don't know that I'm right, though. But the Afghan forces are gaining strength. Oh, yeah. I've heard that story before. Um, so we've got more clips of the year on the way. Our text line, by the way, 415-295-KFTC. Love to hear from you. 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Kids are vibrating with excitement about Christmas. Vibrating. It's out of control. And we got stuff hidden all over the house. Closets, garages, shops, everywhere. To try to keep them from finding out what's going on. Oh boy. The excitement of this season. Yeah. It's uh trying to trying to enjoy it as it happens on a moment by moment basis and not just, you know, have it be a task to get over with. Because it's just every day I've got this list of things that have to get done for this all to come together. And, you know, well, the idea is and this usually happens more or less uh, the way you hope is that Christmas morning kind of obliterates all those other memories. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah, that's my experience. Uh, So coming up in a little bit, if I can jam it in, I think I have the story of uh, what went down with Mattis yesterday, uh, how how it works, what happened. I think it can be summed up fairly quickly, taking in all the different reportings out there from all the different outlets. So uh, stay tuned for that. Wow, that's a time saver. Yeah. Fabulous. You've distilled it down to the simple truth. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and little discussion about the simple truth, unfortunately. 
Well, it's the uh, Armstrong and Getty holiday tradition. It's the Clips of the Year show. And uh, what month are we up to there, Positive Sean? June. Fabulous. It's fun. Look back at the year that was. It's Koi Clips of the Year. I don't really want to be interviewed right now. I want to go turn up. <laughs> Hello, Starbucks employees. I'm here today because you f***ed up. Her hoo ha next. I do. I, I, I do not. I've never talked to her. Breakthrough new technology we call tongue detection. Well, the audience just voted and we went too far. You know, usually when you're talking about the world of inflation, you guys, you probably notice is that a good thing or, or not a good thing? Inflation. I'm sorry, the question again, Dave? Um, I don't think it's my job to prove the bias impacted the investigation. I think it's his job to prove that it did not. To immediately begin the process necessary to establish a space force. It's turned into, you know, basically a red light district, um, a homeless camp, an open air drug market. I read today about a 10 year old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. I read about. Here is a complete disc jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. Uh, I hate to criticize in the midst of Coy, but uh, I mean, it would have been totally legitimate to run that whole wah-wah. Did you just wah-wah a little girl with Downs? How absolutely dare you, sir? That's in the running for the clip of the year, I think. Um... When all is said and done, there were two contenders in that one. The the shaven in the pool, I think, is a definitely yeah, yeah. a finalist. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah, around I know around my house that gets thrown around as often as anything. <laughs> was that who was wanting? Was that Cohen? No, that was uh, uh, his man Corey. Yeah, Corey Lewandowski. Oh, that was Corey Lewandowski. Went with right. the want wah. Wah, wah. Oh, man. So maybe I'll get into, um, uh, I'm fascinated by this whole uh, Secretary of Defense Mattis resigning story. Maybe I'll get yeah. into what I think uh, happened yesterday in Marshall's News, which we'll have at the bottom of the hour, as um, there's a lot of reporting being done on this. This was building, well, I don't think Mattis liked Trump's style, obviously from his letter, with a lot of different things. Uh, the Syria thing was was something he could not handle, though. And uh, this has been building for months on that particular issue. They've been going back and forth for months. But I'll throw that in with Marshall's News in a little bit because we got so much to do. Right. Right. We do indeed. Uh, let's hit a couple more of these uh, 18 most mortifying media moments of 2018. Uh, number 16 is CNN harassed a random old lady for doing the same thing CNN did. For some reason, and CNN takes a kicking in this list, and I don't think it's that's, intentional. It's too bad. I just think, <laughs> I just think it's unavoidable. Uh, for some reason, CNN at one point tracked down a senior citizen Facebook user who apparently, I remember this report, shared a meme that had originally been posted by a Russian troll farm. 
CNN's Drew Griffin tracked her down and essentially accused the unsuspecting grandma of acting as an agent for a foreign government. Right, right. It was painfully awkward for her, for Griffin, and for all of the viewers at home. But was it, what was especially ironic was that the woman's crime was doing exactly what CNN itself had done, inadvertently promoted an event in part organized by the aforementioned Russian troll farm. After Trump won the 2016 election, CNN enthusiastically reported from an anti-Trump love rally in New York City, which Robert Mueller later reported to have been organized by the Russians. Yeah, which, you know, I don't blame CNN for that, for that part. Uh, no, I, that there's a delicious to irony, but yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, but but the the tracking down that poor old woman and saying, do you know you passed along a Russian story? I mean, what was she supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, CNN, why don't you cuff her around a little bit to teach her a lesson? <laughs> Strap her to a chair. And then, again, it's funny, I've already uh, hit one uh, mortifying media moment from the past year that I thought could be number one. This could be number one. And uh, that is networks letting Michael Avenatti use them to spread smears uh, and or his own fame. After celebrity TV attorney Michael Avenatti became claiming he, uh, began claiming he had a secret client who would upend Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation, the media effectively extended him an open invitation to spread his smears. Once he unveiled his client, Julie Swetnick, and her bizarre claims of drugs, drinking, gang rape, etc., he was invited onto ABC, CNN, MSNBC, where he presented no evidence against Kavanaugh, but helped add to the circus atmosphere by challenging Kavanaugh to a lie detector test. Newsbusters reported that Avenatti was treated more than 170 interviews from March to November. Wow. Uh, CNN's media reporter Brian Stelter even promoted Avenatti as a serious contender for the 2020 uh, Democratic nomination. Now, some of those interviews you could absolutely justify because he was involved with a woman at the heart of the story with the money and the, you know, you're following that whole thing. But a right. lot of them were just, especially when you got into the Kavanaugh stuff, there was just no reason for that. And I guarantee you behind closed doors, Rachel Maddow is horrified that she let uh, Avenatti on over a bunch of those uh, toward the end. Well, because uh, he just, he, he screwed a lot of people. He'll never end up back on those shows again. NBC, in quite a do-si-do, to their credit, tried to corroborate the the claims. They did quite a bit of aggressive digging into this uh, Ms. Swetnick's claims and could not uh, corroborate any of it. Yet, even after not being able to corroborate it, they continued to have them on the air to spread the accusations. Yeah, that was some embarrassing journalism, man. Yeah, yeah. Mortifying media moments from 2018. Um, we do the Christmas gift exchange in the 9 o'clock hour, the award-winning 9 o'clock hour. Now, if you don't get that hour, we will uh, have a video of it and post it. What do you got there, Sean? Oh, no, this is uh, this is my expertly bachelor-wrapped gifts yes. ready to go. Big fan of wrapping things in tinfoil. Yeah, Love what, that. What am I going to do, buy a roll of wrapping paper that'll last <laughs> until I die? No, I'm going to use something I already have. <laughs> I have what I think may be the best gift ever, at least for oh. video. Oh. And I know that's a heck of a claim because oh. we've had a lot of good gifts over the uh, the years of the Christmas gift exchange. But I've got a good one. I can't wait to bring it out. I actually I actually purchased it at like um, eleven thirty last night. Wow! Yeah, I was, thoughtful. I was up pretty late. Huh? <laughs> thoughtful. Well, I thought I had it, and then it it wasn't going to show with a shipping thing, and gotcha. so I had to go to a store and get it, and then yeah, it didn't work out the way I wanted. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so stay tuned for that during the award-winning oh, fourth gonna, hour. That would be absolutely awesome. 
So uh, I'm watching the cable news channels and all the channels going crazy over the Secretary of Defense resigning, which is definitely a big story. It's a sign of instability in the administration. I mean, I'll concede that. Um, although, you know, after two years to have a new SecDef is far from unprecedented. It happens all the time. Resigning, but, yeah, they, resigning they totally over, had some disagreements. Resigning over policy does not happen over all the time. In fact, it may never have happened. Still trying to nail that down where a SecDef has resigned over policy. And um, I, I wish that part of it would get discussed more. Trump's personality, the way he handles things, is obviously way different than most people. And you can spend a lot of time arguing about that, which is what most of the arguing on cable news is today. But the policy of we're not going to have troops in Syria or Afghanistan is a big deal. And whether or not you agree with that, that that should be the focus to me. And apparently Mattis had been in his office for months arguing about this very serious thing. And he had told friends, I can deal with all the other stuff Trump does. The one thing I can't stay on a sec def for is if we have, if, if I feel like he's doing something that is uh, endangering the United States. And that was the pulling troops out of Syria. And so he just, he could not stick around for that. He completely disagrees with that idea. Now, you heard a little bit earlier on our show and yesterday, our, our military analyst, Mike Lyons, for one, thinks it's okay. Um, uh, Rand Paul thinks it's okay. Cato Institute thinks it's okay. A lot of hawks don't think it's okay. Yeah, I don't consider myself a hawk. I, I wouldn't mind waiting a little bit longer, but, you know, it's a great discussion to have. You know, the Beltway media is about Beltway gossip. Who's in, who's out, who's got power, who doesn't, um, as opposed to governance. But I think there's plenty of interesting material on both ends of the discussion, honestly. I'm assuming we're having more of that in your news coming up, Marshall Phillips. Indeed, SecDef Mattis out. Analysts are a buzzing. Markets taking a hit. We're going to have today's update. Oh, my and God. The 10 worst Christmas candies. Yes. Yes. Had some Christmas candy last night. Yeah. Rudolph uh, droppings. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've emerged with Christmas lights around my neck. That's how festive I'm feeling today. You know what Fantastic. these Christ, you know what these flashing Christmas lights cost that I bought at Walmart at almost midnight last night? Four dollars wow. with 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 batteries in them. Nothing you have to do. You just turn them on and they they flash. It's great to be alive. It is in the year 2018. <laughs> oh, it's please. great, it's great, to, great be to be alive. an American. Thank you, uh, Chinese slave labor. <laughs> this li- this cost four dollars. This little thing would have been unimaginable when I was a child. The technology involved. I would have you paid have at least five dollars for that. <laughs> yeah, really? How great is it for four dollars? Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis is resigning in a letter to President Trump. Mattis said he's stepping down because Trump deserves a secretary more in line with his views. Well, if you believe we should keep troops in Syria and Afghanistan, you cannot stay on as Secretary of Defense if the president's going to pull them out. I mean, you just can't. Mattis' decision coming today after Trump announced he's going to pull U.S. troops out of Syria. And NBC's Andrea Mitchell describes how the Syrian troop withdrawal cemented his resignation. I think it was precisely that Syrian, the precipitous Syrian withdrawal over his objections. He tried to talk him out of it at the final meeting when he did resign. And also the plans... Being asked to draw down troops in Afghanistan. 
Well, I don't know if time will tell, uh, if historians will figure this out or not. I don't know what the right move is, but I, cer- I certainly don't know what we thought we were accomplishing in Afghanistan. I don't know any right. congressperson that, uh, that could explain it to you well. So, Yeah, it's impossible to generalize between Afghanistan and Syria. Very different situations. Sure. And it's, it's, it's useless to generalize across time as well as if Iraq... Five years ago was the same as Iraq today, as the same as Syria today, as the same as Afghanistan a dozen years ago. I mean, you really have to look at the particulars. But especially when you look at Afghanistan, the idea that we're building up the Afghan forces to those fine people can stand on their own two feet, there's just nobody who really believes that. Nobody. The guys who are in charge of implementing that policy right now are saying they believe it because they're they're following orders, they're gung-ho, and by God, they will do everything they can to accomplish their mission. And I respect them for that. But anybody from the outside looking in is saying, oh, my God, yeah, this not only is this not a robust regime that can stand on its own, it's it's at the verge of collapse and has been. Uh, the idea that there are a lot of uh, liberals who are, are now you know, horrified that we're removing troops from war zones, I just I can't wrap my head around. That's one thing Mike Lyons was talking about on our show is just... Well, I know what you mean. I think you wrap your head around it just fine. It's obvious what's going on. Politics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, President Trump has said enough is enough. He will not sign a budget bill short or long term without $5 billion for the border wall. Speaking about it yesterday this way. At this moment, there is a debate over funding border security and the wall. Also called so that I give them a little bit of an out, steel slats. We don't use the word wall necessarily, but it has to be something special to do the job. Steel slats. The president continuing. I've made my position very clear. Any measure that funds the government must include border security. Has to. Well, that's... Not for political purposes, but for for our country, for the safety well, of that's... our community. Are you done yet? That's Trump tipping his hat toward the fact that it become a semantics game of some right. sort. Yeah. So if yeah. you want steel slats, you don't have to call it a wall. Would that help? We'll yeah, see I, if it will or not. <clears throat> I appreciate his fairly subtle uh, sneering at that, even as he granted it. <clears throat> you know, I, I absolutely appreciate the fact that he is laughing at the idea of the government shutdown and saying, go ahead. I, I mean, can you imagine? God, we're going through this again? It happened already once this year. Oh, Christmas is canceled. Sorry, children. No presents, no Santa, no love for Christmas. The government has shut down. I mean, please, that's just dumb. I kind of wish the hill he'd chosen to fight and perhaps die on would be uh, not stealing from the children and grandchildren by continuing to run up these crippling deficits and national debt. But I appreciate him uh, just playing a little chicken. Chuck Schumer, you're going to quote-unquote shut down the government. A practically meaningless phrase. Go ahead. So yesterday, when it looked like Trump was going to go along with a continuing resolution to kick the can down till February or whenever, he got killed by uh, your your Laura Ingrams, your Ann Coulter's. I even heard Rush uh, an, with unusual uh, pushback against President Trump for for caving on the whole wall thing. So at some point during the day, he thought, "I can't do this." I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I like the idea of a president who who listens. You know, some of you out there can't stand Trump, and you wish he would listen to somebody else. But it is quite a deal that his people rose up and said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! No, why are you, why are you uh, cooperating with Schumer on this? Why are you caving?" And he listened. 
Well, Christmas time, as we know, is a time where there are all kinds of sweets and treats around to indulge in. Online candy retailer CandyStore.com posted a blog in which it ranked its top 10 worst Christmas candies as chosen by more than 13,000 of its customers. 10 seems like a lot. Do we need 10? Do we want 5? All right, we'll just, I'll do, well, we'll do five. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, fifth worst, cherry cordials. Uh, you know cherry what? Cherry cordials. I remember sure. those being around when I was a kid. That's kind of an old-timey candy. Those were, they're awful. Oh, it's Ma- kind of a, a cherry and cherry juice-filled oh, yeah. chocolate oh. thing. It's, it just it's, tastes like poison. <laughs> it's big among uh, uh, grandmothers. It, yeah, grandmothers <laughs> love it, and it tastes like it was pumped out of a factory. Sure. You know what chocolate doesn't it was. need? Juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Fourth worst Christmas juice, candy. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth worst Christmas candy. Peppermint bark. Peppermint mm, bark. I kind of like peppermint bark. Okay. Third worst candy, and I've never heard of this one. Christmas peeps. Oh, they make oh, a peep just, for all Christmas. All peeps, peeps are great peeps. I, I guess I have seen Santa peeps, yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, the peep. Second worst <laughs> Christmas candy around, reindeer corn, otherwise known as candy corn, but red, green, and white. I know I would Another hate that. Another delicious, delicious <laughs> treat. Candy corn's the worst thing ever invented. <laughs> oh, he meant the best. <laughs> he misspoke, folks. <laughs> and the worst Christmas candy around is judged by 13,000 people, Christmas nougat candy. Christmas, no, like that's, like a, that's a category. That's not a specific candy, right? So we were at a candy store last yeah. night. There we got one of those strip malls that has open space like they do all over America. Right. And so you have the pop-up stores, which has become very, very popular uh, for businesses where you just show up for a store like Halloween costumes, right. you know, for a couple of weeks. Right. And sure. this is a C's candy. Just C's candy showed up and it's a bare room <laughs> with a bunch of candy in it, right. like a card table and a cash <laughs> register. And you go in there and buy C's candy. Boy, my kids just... Well, they were like kids in the candy store is what they were like. As they should be. That's not a metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Marshall, keep the rest of that list around. Let's hit that a little later. All right, good deal. Uh, That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Come on, Squawky. So you want to do it here or do you want to come back with more clips of the year? Oh, golly gee. Oh, my goodness. Joe makes the call. More is more. I say let's take another fond look back at the year that was. We're about at the mid-year. We're into the summertime now. It's Koi, Clips of the Year. When did you tell your kids there was no Santa Claus? Every day. Every day? Yeah. The, the memories, the, the magic. Hungry, hangry. Yeah. Yeah. you have to toot your own horn because nobody else is going to do it that's the government for you oh yeah and and i have like enough gray pants i could put on some sort of gray panted dance review (laughs) i have broken more elton john records he seems to have a lot of records and we beat and i by the way i don't have a musical instrument i don't have a guitar or an organ <laughs> Will you answer the committee's question as directed, or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? Mr. Chairman, I move to adjourn. Second, you're not recognized for that purpose. Mr. Chairman, I think you have no choice but to recognize <laughs> such a motion. I, I do not have to. Are you just going to make up rules as we go along? The, 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 the motion is not in order during the time controlled by the gentleman from South Carolina. I appeal that ruling of the chair. <laughs> this hearing has been a circus in a kangaroo court run in banana Republican fashion. 
And I believe that some of my colleagues have disgraced themselves today in their attack on the FBI and the justice system of America. But I strongly believe today's hearing is just another victory notch in Putin's belt and another milestone in our enemy's campaign to tear America apart. As someone who loves this country and cherishes its ideals, it is profoundly painful to watch and even worse to play a part in. Mr. Chairman, I welcome your questions. Trump turns around to uh, the Turkish president, uh, Recep Erdogan, and says, except for Erdogan over here, he does things the right way, and then actually fist bumps yeah. the Turkish president. But uh, just to say it one time again, and I say it all the time, uh, there was no collusion. Oh my I didn't God. know the president. Nobody uh, asked about collusion. There was nobody to collude with. Whoa! God dang it. I hope he gets into Russia for being on the wrong side of this a little bit with some of these answers. I'm stunned by that. That is something. Uh, you have been watching perhaps one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president, certainly that I've ever seen. I mean, you stood there like a little wet noodle, like a little uh, uh, fanboy. No, 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 that's what you said. I'm sorry, that's what you said. You said. Oh, my God. Any of those clips of The View where Whoopi and someone are shouting at each other make me want to kill myself? They're all the same, yet they're all exquisitely horrible (laughs) on their own. So, um, so I'm looking at Jonah Goldberg's Twitter feed. We like Jonah Goldberg around here. He's sort of a uh, what do you what would you call Jonah Goldberg? Oh, he's a, as a kind, kind of, of classic conservative intellectual, but he is he is always willing to entertain and take on opposing arguments. He's very he's very intellectually honest. Yeah. So, um, he retweeted a tweet that that quotes him, which is a common thing for people to do. From a guy named Jay Nordgunger. Mr. Trump is at last a president unbound, said a report last night in the New York Times. I'm reminded that Jonah Goldberg wrote a while back, Trump was constrained at first because he was new and uncertain. But eventually he will think, I got this. And then dot, dot, dot. Which could be what's going on right now. Well, I would say with the departure, or departure of both uh, General Mattis and General Kelly, uh, we are entering a new uh, a new period, and it'll be interesting to see how it develops. Jennifer Griffin of Fox News, who we used to have on the Armstrong and Getty Show all the time, tweeted, uh, scathing criticism of POTUS Siri withdrawal from Jack Keene. Now, if you watch Fox News, Fox News, you see General Jack Keene on there all the time. He is a top candidate to replace Mattis as Secretary of Defense. Trump likes guests on Fox News. Um, and I can imagine that uh, Keene's got to be on his list, but he, well, maybe not anymore, because he said this is a huge strategic mistake, Syria we're talking about, that I mm-hmm. hope the president will reconsider. And if he does not, I believe with some degree of confidence that he will come to regret this decision. Um, I'm, I'm fine with the decision to get out of Syria and Afghanistan. Doesn't mean I'm right, but that's where my politics are on this. I wonder if our man Mike Lyons could end up as Secretary of Defense since he agrees with Trump on the Syria decision. Wow! Wow! That would be a heck of a. I wonder if we could take that it gig. Almost has to be somebody. Text who, him and ask him. But doesn't it almost have to be somebody, a military guy, who agrees with the Syria decision? <sighs> or you just want to be sectif so bad you're willing to, you know, ignore what you believe? But uh, yes, you either have to agree with it or be willing to bend a great deal. Um, and and say, listen, I, I'll, but I'm willing to go with you, sir. You're the commander in chief, and he, and President Trump would have to be convinced that you meant it. 
I wonder if Trump could pick somebody that Dems like. It would be impossible for them to criticize. I don't know who that would be. That would be in agreement with getting troops out of Syria. I don't know who that would be. No clue. Yeah. Anywho, um, oh, we got to take a break, don't we? I forgot what time. How late do you want to run? Well, just tell me to shut up when we're out. I don't know what we're doing. Shut up. You don't don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I forgot. See, that sounds a little harsh to me. I thought we'd already (laughs) taken our break. I thought we'd already taken a break. I thought, I can't believe we got six more minutes to talk. No, I was sitting there thinking, boy, Jack is just, he just doesn't care. No, no, I thought we'd, I thought we'd already broken. Yeah, don't look to me. I'm drunk today. I'm, yeah, me too. A lot of eggnog. And I got, Michael, you should have stepped in. And I got flashing Christmas lights around my neck. More clips of the year coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Joe, it's your call. We can either do Eclipse of the Year uh, for September and jam it in here, or you can do more from your list. Your choice. As I said earlier, during the holiday season, more is more. Let's have more coy Eclipse of the Year. Some lives are so vivid, it's difficult to imagine them ended. He made us better presidents, just as he made this country better. On the nomination of Mr. Chairman. Brett to serve as Associate Justice. Mr. Chairman, I'd like Supreme to be recognized Court, for United a question States. before we proceed. And so what we mostly do around this body is not pass laws. What we mostly do is decide to give permission to the secretary or the administrator of bureaucracy X, Y, or Z to make law-like regulation. That's sassy. 75, 70, hit four and a half, four, seven, five, five hundred, five, five and a quarter, five and a half. I yield back. The main thing that the Democrats are for is being anti-Republican and anti-Trump, and the main thing Republicans are for is being anti-Democrat and anti-CNN, and neither of these things are really worth getting out of bed in the morning for. My job here is not to psychoanalyze, it's to describe what happened. This is my new first date question. How likely are you to yell at me in public? Uh, depends how skinny your jeans are. We can talk about that later. Tight. I wear them tight. I leave nothing to the imagination. Oh, my. Why aren't you rich? <laughs> well, stupidity and sloth. <laughs> well, whose bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot? I said, don't mess with Nana. My grandchildren call me Nana. Dashing through the snow on the one-horse open sleigh or the fields we go all the way. We believe survivors. We believe survivors. Let my wife through. I'm confused why there's so much confusion. And I wish I could help with your confusion, but I too am confused with your confusion as those who are watching right now are so confused. I got a mouthful of nuts. I'm sorry. I wasn't ready. He may have had some I think accusations made. Didn't he have a couple of things in his past? George Washington would be voted against 100%. If every American who drinks beer... Ah, the Kavanaugh hearings. We just scratched the surface of the Kavanaugh hearings and we got to take a break? 
I'd forgotten. Boy, I love clips of the year. Kamala Harris's uh, bold move to jump in at the very beginning. In so welcome to here today. Man. I object. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I call for a recess. What? I was just we saying just hello. Uh, some more clips of the year on the way. Cool. Joe's cool list of fun stuff. And oh, that. yeah. The worst media moments of the year and more on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.